Now, earlier this year, we spoke with Tani Shaki, barrister at Friendship Chambers, president of the Pacific Lawyers Association, and she's also the uh, counsel assist leading the Pacific investigation uh, as part of the team behind the Royal Commission of Inquiry, Abuse and Care. We welcome her back now for an update regarding the commission proceedings. Maloela Malia, Tani, and good to see you again. Maloela, thank you for having me again. Yeah, well, hey, look, this is an issue like we spoke to in the first time that you came on board, uh, you know, bringing awareness with regards to the Royal Commission for our Pacific people who are victims who were involved or trying to figure out whether they do qualify for whatever whatever they can't remember that went on in their upbringing within Aotearoa. So this is a big thing for our community. Now, getting right into it now, for those that are not familiar, uh, what is the Royal Commission of Inquiry, Abuse and Care, and why is it relevant to Pacific people here in Aotearoa? Okay, so the Royal Commission of Inquiry, Abuse and Care is looking at what happened to children, young people and vulnerable adults that were in care. And we're looking at state care, so if the government was responsible for your care, or faith-based institutions. For example, if the church, the churches were responsible for your care. And this inquiry has come about because for many decades people have been calling for an independent inquiry um, into historical abuse and neglect. So the scope is 1950 to 1999, but we do have discretion to look outside those those years. And the reason why there is a Pacific investigation is because there's an acknowledgement um, by the government when setting up this inquiry uh, that a significant number of those removed from their families and placed in care were from Pacific communities. So uh, because we were disproportionately represented in care, um, the, the inquiry will recognise this, right? And that's why it's so important uh, for our people to be heard. And that's why there's a Pacific investigation uh, set up to look at our people's experiences of abuse and care. Tell us about the inquiry and how it looks after Pacific survivors that are wanting to come forward. So that's the team that I'm part of, right? Um, And as that name indicates, we are by Pacific for Pacific. So within our team, we have a Pacific engagement team, right, with... They are advisors with backgrounds in health, disability, um, hard-to-reach communities uh, and and experience in state care. Uh, We have Pacific lawyers like myself, uh, Pacific investigators, uh, as well as Pacific policy advisors. And I think it's also important to note, you know, that one of the commissioners in this Royal Commission of Inquiry, that's um, Ali'i Muamua, Sandra Lofivai, she is Pacific. We're all part of the largest inquiry of its kind ever seen in Aotearoa, and Pacific are visible. So that's, yeah, that's, that's important. We know that Pacific people are more likely to come forward if there are people who can relate to them in some way. And so we've got that. We've got that system in place, and we're here to work with our people. Let me just pick up on that point, because I always thought that it's sort of a barrier when we see one of our own. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, she might know my uncle or my auntie or, yeah. you know, they might be connected. And the next thing you know, the whole way the community is going to find out yeah. about what went on with me. Yeah. But that seemed to be the opposite experience of the reason why Pacific is now part of the investigation. Is yeah. that we're more prone to sort of share 
when That's you see right, it. and and we understand that. And if if pe- our people come forward and they don't want to deal with Pacific people, that's absolutely mm. fine because you're you're right. There are those who would rather not. Also, it's a confidential process. These survivors can remain anonymous, mm. so we're here to meet their needs. It's a survivor-led process. Mm. Whatever it is that they want, uh, is what they will get. Yeah. Now, the first Pacific survivor in the faith-based hearings um, will be giving evidence. We're here on 30th of November. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So next Monday, 30 November, a public hearing begins. Uh, That will focus on evidence from survivors of abuse in faith-based institutions such as the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, uh, and the Salvation Army. We do have our first Pacific faith-based survivor giving evidence, and she has provided me with some information to share with your viewers on who she is and what she will be speaking about. Uh, so, Moyapulu Francis Tangaloa is a daughter of Samoa from the villages of Fusi Safata and Lano Savai, where her father, Vui Stephen Seal Niumata, comes from. Her mother, Angela, is Irish descent from Greymouth, the mainland. Francis's father, Vui Stephen Seal, Niumata was very involved in the Pacific community in the 70s with the Polynesian Panthers and helping our Pacific community with immigration issues through the era of the Dawn Raids. In the late 80s, he set up Pacific Motu Trust, the first Pacific work training and education provider. Francis is passionate about supporting people and organisations, particularly in the not-for-profit Christian sector. She has served Christian communities in full-time ministry for nearly 30 years speaking into local ministry operations and global movements. She was Chief Operations Officer for Tandem Ministries in New Zealand and the South Pacific for many years, before taking on her current role as Chief of Staff for the VP Operations of Campus Crusade for Christ, which is a global ministry connecting people to Jesus Christ. Francis is married to Timor Tangaloa, and together they started Athletes in Action in New Zealand, which is the Sports Ministry of Tandem Ministries and Campus Crusade for Christ. Francis's husband, Timor, played rugby for Manu Samoa in the 1991 Rugby World Cup. He played for Auckland, Wellington and North Harbour and was an all-black trialist, playing New Zealand 15 and New Zealand 7s. He studied at Utah State University where he played American football and finished his sporting career playing professional rugby in Japan. Francis has four siblings, including sister Dr. Monique Faliafar, who we all know has served Pacific communities in the health and not-for-profit sectors for over 20 years with a focus on mental health and well-being. Francis will give evidence about the sexual and emotional abuse she experienced in the early 1970s when she was a primary school student. The abuser was a Marist brother who taught at the nearby Marist Brothers Intermediate School in Ponsonby, Auckland. As a survivor of Pacific descent, Frances will address cultural and other barriers she experienced in disclosing the abuse, how the abuse has affected her, and the redress process she has gone through to be heard. So I encourage our viewers to engage, and I think we all commend Frances in coming forward. She will be giving evidence next Monday. Her husband will be next to her Uh, to provide support. She's the first witness of the day. Uh, We'll begin at approximately 10am next Monday. A reminder to the viewers, this is a public hearing. Mm. So our community, it's it's open to them. If you are interested, 
Come along to Level 2, 414 Cobber Pass Road, Newmarket. The entrance is on Kingdon Street, Newmarket, so it's the bottom of, of Cobber Pass Road. Uh, it will be live streamed on the Royal Commission website, um, but hopefully a link can be shared uh, by PMN on any social media channels. Um, but Frances has come forward to share her story for many reasons. Um, and one of those, uh, she tells me, is because she considers this in some ways to be her calling uh, and that she is speaking for those who cannot come forward or for many valid reasons will not come forward, as well as those who have passed on and their voices have not been heard. At the same time, she encourages our Pacific community to be involved, uh, for any other Pacific survivors or witnesses to be involved, uh, and you can contact our team if you have any questions, 0800 727 and ask to speak to a member of the Pacific team. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Francis. Been a, um, yes. We see, the world will see that as a vulnerability, but in reality that's claiming power. Um, by, by, by speaking out, you're literally releasing whatever was done over you that you had no control of at that time, but have the ability and the power to do so now. So, Francis, if you're listening to this interview, you know, we speak live of, of the Father. You are totally free, and we keep talking about letting go of the things that you have no control over. For her, you can tell that it probably was a long-term process, mm. but she has totally freed herself by giving that to Jesus because when God is your light, Everything that was a darkness, according to the world, is no more. That's right. So Remarkable thank you. For, that is powerful. And mm. she has, as as we know, it takes a village. Yes. She's got her family there to support yeah. her, and the Pacific community uh, will also be there behind her wow. as well. That is... Mm. So thank you. No, it's, Thank her and thank you for giving it to us this morning. Now, Tanya, we, we, we spoke earlier on when the uh, process first began. Um, other than um, the news, I mean, that the great news of Francis agreeing to share um, her past, really, so that it heals the future and those that are still in, in, in trying to figure out whether to come forward or not. Any other update from the Pacific team that you can share with us this morning? Well, I think we're still just encouraging our Pacific people to be involved. If you want to be part of the transformative change that is coming, the recommendations that are going to be made, then our voice needs to be heard. So I'm asking our survivors uh, to think about coming forward, to contact us with any questions you might have, witnesses as, as well. But I guess the first step also is just for us to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And that's why on behalf of the Royal Commission, I appreciate you having us because this is how we are reaching out to our communities and to get this dialogue started. I think it's what these platforms are for. You know, it's for the service of Pacific people. And we know for a fact that our community went through such atrocities, um, most of it, and those the most vulnerable at their age and stage. So mm -hmm. w without things like that, you know, why else have such a platform if we cannot reach our people? Now, before we let you go, uh, now if, if there are members of our community listening in today um, who were abused in some form of care, whether it's uh, through the state or through church, um, how can they come forward and where should they go? Right, so please contact 0800 727. We now have Pacific people uh, placed in different parts of the Royal Commission of Inquiry. If you want to speak to a Pacific person, please do so. We also have someone in the contact centre uh, that you can talk to as well. Mm -hmm. Contact at abuseandcare.org.nz. That's our email. Again, 
reach out to us. We're more than happy to talk to our people to answer any questions they might have. Well, thank you very much, Tani, for your time this morning. We, oh, It's not something to look forward to, but we do look forward to the progress mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of our community and, and having you on again. And God bless the works of you and your team and the Pacific team and also a little more and more uh, doing uh, on behalf of Pacific people in Aotearoa. So, ofatu maloa and we'll see you again. Have a good day. Maloa, Pito.